Welcome to the Ralph Moore Podcast. Gain the leadership advantage as Ralph pulls wisdom from his bag of over 50 years experience in planting and leading multiplying churches. Our goal is to help you live as a leader you'd want to follow. You'll learn about making disciples and planting churches, but beyond that, you'll gain practical wisdom about subjects like how to manage your team, handling difficult people, pulling a congregation off a growth plateau, and even money management. Hi, welcome to the podcast. Today is really fun for me because I'm getting to hang out with a really, really dear friend of mine, Ryan Delameter, Dr. Ryan Delameter, actually, uh, leads a, a, a small but burgeoning church called Oceanwater.com. And very unique because these guys are, are providing clean water for communities around the world where they don't have that. And people are dying of dysentery and all kinds of things. And But what really has happened is uh, what started as a Bible study in a martial arts studio has turned into a, a, a church in a coffee shop. And then they've multiplied. And I want to catch up with Ryan and find out exactly how many, because every time I talk to him, it, it, the numbers all change. But hey, Ryan, welcome to the podcast. I'm so, so glad to hang out with you. Uh, good to be with you, Ralph. So Ryan, just kind of you know, bring us up to, to date a little bit, uh, how many churches are out there. Uh, I, I know you got some good war stories I want to hear, but Kind of just give us the overalls for right now, and then we'll jump into other stuff. It's probably close to 40 um, at this point, and that's great. Um, It continues to be something I didn't expect necessarily, which is fine. Uh, But it's funny how when you, you know, how I started my, um, uh, most of my ministry experience has has been all over the place. Uh, in the last few years, I've spent my time just focusing on just relational disciple making, really, and trying to identify uh, people that I think are gifted leaders and lowering the bar to entry uh, through just like encouragement and having a scoreboard that's more reflective of anybody being able to accomplish it. Um, and it's been a lot of fun. We started a and as you know, with just a few people in a jujitsu studio, and I just keep trying to disciple people, and and God just one at a time has brought people along for us to. That it was pretty clear that we needed to spend time with them and encourage them. Mitch went down and started uh, and played basketball in Argentina, and he started a few house churches there. Nico was coming down from uh, Los Angeles and uh, from Malibu, and he started, I think, five uh, different house churches all over L.A. now, like in Beverly Hills, in Chatsworth, in Malibu, and Thousand Oaks. He's doing great. Um, our friend, our good friend Curtis came out here for a few months, and he's started Oasis Project him and his wife want want to move and be missionaries to Sweden, and I think he has uh, eight eight little micro churches that he's started now. Our friend Shane sold his house and moved into a, a a truck and a fifth wheel with his wife and three kids, and they're starting churches and campgrounds all over the United States. I think they've started a dozen already. Wow! And uh, Adam has been started Grapple Chapel, which focuses on using jujitsu to disciple uh, men who don't trust anybody. And there's a few of those now. There's one in Germany. Our friend who was a was a chaplain here got restationed in Germany, and now he started one there. So I, I think I, you know that that God just keeps bringing um, different people along, and I just try to encourage them to use the relationships that they have to make disciples and raise up other people. And God just keeps blessing it. Chloe went and started some church churches in the park. She's doing great. Um, Amir has been focusing on uh, 
church planting in villages in Pakistan. He's, he's doing wonderful. And through all of that, I discovered that I just wanted to go back and teach special education. And now I'm just a get to be a volunteer minister. And that's awesome. So, that's really cool because that's kind of the model, huh? And there, there's nobody paid in this. Everybody is. Yeah. And that, and that was really why I wanted to shift the teaching because as our, as our, as God was blessing our smaller church thing and sort of what I've seen now is he's raising up networks of microchurches through this little Bible study that has started in my heart to go back into teaching uh, was I just wanted to be one of the guys. We have a pretty strong guru culture in the U.S., which I'm not, um, that's not my personality. And I just wanted to be one of the guys and not be paid like, uh, like everybody else. And I, and I'm finding my, my faith grow in a big way again. I'm finding my joy come back and, finding some of my cynicism leave me and I'm really enjoying it. So it's, it's been good. I'm, I'm teaching a special education to um, elementary and, and junior high students. They have a severe, a moderate to severe um, autism and some other things that they deal with. Some kids I work with one-on-one and other, I have just a couple students at a time and it's uh, it's been really great. And, and I have a lot of education. So it pays really well. So I'm thankful for that. So, and you do have a lot of education. You, you, I don't even know what it is, but you went and got a doctorate in something that has to do with clean water. And uh, you've been, you know, influencing the world in that direction. Talk a little bit about that. Then we'll come back to the church. Yeah, I I have three degrees. I have a degree, a bachelor's in religious studies, a master's in counseling, and a a doctorate in public health with an emphasis in, in water policy. I've always loved learning. And, um, so when you, you know, being a teacher, which is what I'm doing now, that it's one of the last systems that, that, that sort of incentivizes having an education, you know, what most it's hard to find. Um, but in the, in the pay scale of teaching, of course, you're, you're, um, rewarded for the, the height that you go to for your schooling. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a good fit. It's a good fit. But how's it, how's it worked with what you're doing in ocean water in terms of water projects, in terms of what you're discovering, what could be done if people wanted to learn and, and do this? It's been wonderful. I mean, and I think again, you know, when, when you have smaller churches, micro churches, and you have a different scoreboard, ours, ours is like basically like a few to 40 people and you can, they're easy to start and lead. We just start another one this week at a local brewery here in town. We had four guys. We have, um, I have about 10 or 12 guys in mind that I want to see come to this. And, um, it, but you know, when you're, when you're, when your scoreboard's different, there's not the pressure that you feel to, you know, to uh, that that I that I used to feel when I was in a different paradigm of ministry. Yeah, I mean, you and worked so, uh, for, and you you worked for Saddleback for a long time. I did about four years, and I loved it, and it was wonderful. And I also love what I'm doing now. It's just it's just different. It's just you know, different. every every church, every yeah, it's just different. Every church has a scoreboard. That's a true statement. And um, you know, you have to find one that you that you resonate with. A lot of the conversations I find myself having with people now is like uh, is helping them think through. Okay, what is a church? What do you think a church is? How much does the church cost? And how long does the church have to meet in length of time? Not just in like the weekly length of time, but like weeks and months in order for you to validate it. Mm-hmm. And those and those are hard questions to answer, but but they're the right ones to think about because when you really dig into Jesus following and the way that it's expressed around the world, uh, there's no question that people, uh, according to the model that they're excited about, they definitely have an idea, okay, this is what the church is. This is what it means to us. This is what it costs. And this is how long in terms of weeks, months, or years it has to meet in order for us to validate it. So answer those three questions with regard to what you guys are doing. Church for us is Jesus, 
the Bible, the Holy Spirit, some food, and at least two people that want the first four items. Okay. Yeah. And then um, they don't cost anything. And then uh, as far as how long they have to meet, uh, I would say just a few times for God to be clapping. Uh-huh. And my thinking behind that, my thinking behind that, if you have a, um, you know, let's say there's a young woman uh, who's, who's, uh, hearing God tell her to go start uh, to share the word of God to three of her friends. And she's terrified to do it. She doesn't know how to talk. And she gets the courage to send a, a text message to uh, for her friends to meet her at the coffee shop because she'd like to share some Proverbs with her. And she does it a few times. How is that not valid to God? So is, is this Zoe that you're talking about? Uh, uh, Chloe. And, and no, that was not her. It was not her specifically because she's definitely done it more than a few times. That was just a hypothetical, you know, that I've, so, uh, so but, she, but she would be a good example. Yeah, yeah. So let's, let's get off the hypothetical. I know I've, I've met Chloe. I'd like to hear her yeah. story. I'd like you to talk about Dustin Anderson and what he's doing a little bit. And then yeah, Dustin, um, yeah. just address the fact that, I mean, and, and, and I want to make sure that people don't get the idea that all you're talking about is two or three people and calling the microchurch. Because some of these have mm-hmm. 60, 70 people in them. Yeah. And and so we want to make sure that, you know, people fully understand what's going on. And so let's talk a little bit about scale. But I want mm-hmm. to have you address, um, you guys are, are doing stuff in places like Beverly Hills and Malibu. I, mm-hmm. I something in Catalina, uh, mm-hmm. where you're at in San Clemente. Uh, where mm-hmm. it's, I think they're horrible stories of big churches spending a half million dollars to launch a church and, and, you know, a year later, there's 40 people and now they're bummed out. They don't want to do that again because they think it's a waste of money. In the towns where you guys are starting, a half million dollars won't even really get you going because property is so expensive. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> That's the funny thing. It wouldn't even help, you know. And a part of it is you just have to, well, you know, I mean, the coastal parts are hard because they're elitist in their thinking. And it's very much about who's lived here the longest. And in my town, it's, it's two things. It's who lives, who's lived here the longest and who's the best surfer. Uh-huh. That's San Clemente. That's San Clemente. Uh, and so that's my town. And, you know, uh, a part of it, that's part of it. Um, so, you know, under understanding your, you know, your context, but money doesn't equal, um, results in yeah. fact you know and 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 i don't know so i don't know everything about money but i know something about it and i know enough about it to know that it doesn't solve your problems yeah. and i and i and i also know that scarcity is the mother of invention and when you don't when you don't have it causes you to think in ways that that um you know you may not have before and of course um that's hard to hear when you're coming from an environment uh, like the one that I um, recently served at, well, four years ago now, when I was a saddleback. No, you know, when you're when you're um, in an environment where it's very much about you have a budget and you're trying to get more and you're trying to look out for your people. No one, no one wants to hear. We're not giving you know your money's gone. No, Nobody wants to what, hear that. <laughs> to me, the one one part of your life message is that by by embracing what we're now calling microchurches. You can yeah. do for free what you can't yes. do for a half million dollars. Yeah, easily. I mean, for three hundred dollars a month, you basically need three subscribe. You need three uh, paid services and like six apps, basically. And you know, if you have a hundred dollar bookkeeper and you have um, 
$100 a month for your book. And this, this is if you're a 501c3 that's receiving income. You know, there are a lot of micro churches that don't do that at all. Right. But but at a bare minimum, you know, for a few hundred dollars a month and a couple subscriptions on your phone, I mean, you can you can uh, 15 bucks a month. You can get YouTube premium. That's the world's university. You can learn anything for free. You know, there's chat GPT now. If you just answer questions. It'll aggregate all the intelligence in the world and give me an answer. I mean, a lot of this stuff's changing so fast. It's unbelievable. You know how how outdated a lot of our financial approaches are are becoming and, and um, what that's doing. If you're on the other side of it, is this really exciting a time of, of renaissance and innovation for, for uh, disciple making and for really making a difference in people's lives. And uh, um, it's, 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 it's an exciting time, you know, uh, if, if you can accept that. Well, you know, when, when you and I were together in Orlando at the exponential conference, I yeah. had, um, my really, one of my really good friends had hit me up about that they, their, their ministry, they're offering courses uh-huh. and they decided to put them on free. And suddenly, yes. the footprint expanded like by twenty <clears throat> times in two months. That twenty <clears throat> times many people, and so Wonderful. you clued me in about you know using different uh, a different podcasting site. Uh, and but now I've taken a little bit further, and we're going free. What we're we were charging three hundred dollars <throat> a, a course is now free, and uh, we put it on rss.com. I have I created one course using RSS and put it out there for free. And already I'm hearing from people in, in Belgium, in Poland, Wonderful. in parts of Africa. And this has only been live for about a week. And yeah. it's just going crazy. And I haven't done anything to advertise it. I advertised the other courses for free on the other platform. But I the, the, the one that I just put up is sort of an experiment. Boom. And and, and so the, the explosion is going way, way, way down. And uh, it's just wonderful, the technology that's out there and you know, so much of it gets used wrongly, but when we use it for the kingdom, it's it's pretty exciting stuff. No, it is exciting, and I'm glad to hear that that that's the case. And you know, there are there are so many people that uh, need a lot of the material. And in our line of work, advertising is pretty much a waste of money. I mean, it's very much about like your um, your life's work and. You know, in our line of work, it really is a small community, I, I would say. And, um, you know, you've been faithful for five decades. And so that speaks for itself. Tell us some stories. I was at what you call Beach House last year, which I want to yeah. describe it. it. It's not a beach house at all. It's the coffee shop, uh, Sir Coffee in San Clemente, California. <laughs> and they have yeah. a, an outdoor deck. And we basically had the whole deck. And there were <laughs> up to 30 people at a time. Uh, some people from Maryland, some people from all over the place. Uh, one guy from Pakistan, and we just hung out, and and the the crowd people moved around, and you know, I got into twenty or thirty different conversations. I actually had a teaching experience. I told a story about a pastor of mine when I was young, and later on, I I was I was a pastor, and I heard him talking at a at a conference, and I I just told some some story he had told, and I came away from hmm. there going, my gosh, if I would have created notes and got my little PowerPoint and done all that. It would not have had this anywhere near the impact because I'm still hearing some of your guys come back with that story. And I ended up telling it four or five times because uh, I think it was Dustin Anderson got all excited. Oh, t- hey, Ralph, tell that story about the monkeys running the zoo. And, and, and I, so I ended up telling the same story over and over. And I couldn't have prepared. I wouldn't have even thought of that. It was just something somebody else said. So I responded and I saw the Holy Spirit working, but I was so impressed with the people that I met and, and the things that they're doing. And, and so I do want you to tell, uh, it kind of introduced us to Chloe by telling her story. Uh, I, I haven't seen anybody as excited about Jesus 
in probably five years is that girl she's yeah. awesome and then yeah. tell us a little bit about mitch and argentina about dustin anderson you know moving out from florida and all the stuff he's doing right now and and it was kind of go from there yeah chloe's amazing she came um uh to the coffee shop a year and a half ago i would say and um came a few times and she ended up going and starting a thing called jesus in the park and she would just go into the park and feed people and play music and share the gospel and uh she just she's had great fruit i mean if you if for those of you who know her she's got this infectious personality she's very sincere she's doing extremely well um wonderful human being dustin's a well, what's like, right. go go a little deeper what what shape does it take if i was <laughs> if i was in that park what would i experience and, and who would i this this like you know beautiful person like over in the park like singing and speaking you would She's a trip, man. She's awesome. But, but, but uh, there, I, mean, I don't, I don't think it would look. People? I don't think it would look much different than how you started in, um, you know, um, in Hawaii in a park. I just yeah, think but I mean, what? There, yeah. there, there's regular people come back time after time. And there's new people stumbling. Yeah, into, there, there, there are about? a few. There are a few people that that view it as like a as a missional thing and so they come every week and then a lot of people they like lead to the lord in the park and and uh some of them were there in the park like having just picnic with their family like different ethnic groups and and they're coming to the lord just really grassroots just simple grassroots ministry and it works you know when you have love and you you go out you know i i see god use it i think it's funny. I we make ministry so complicated, and it's just not. D- Dustin's a great example of it too. He's a total breath of fresh air. Um, he's started his church down in Oceanside on Friday night. Jesus party, best name ever, and they have food, and they're there from six o'clock. And him and his wife love people so much they don't go home until eleven thirty at night. And he's just praying for people and making friends for people. And sometimes they'll be like, "Hey Ryan, can I bring some people from?" Jesus party up to the coffee shop. We're about 30 minutes north to worship together. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And he'll bring, you know, 20 people up. I don't know who, know who any of these people are. And he like led them all to the Lord. And it's amazing. You know, I saw so, a, a photograph. He, he sent me a photograph. Um, <clears throat> uh, it's interesting how he, he, he starts out his uh, emails to everybody. It's, I guess it's a text. Uh, oh, yes. Ones or something like that. And, uh-huh. And I saw a picture of about 40 people sitting around yeah. in sand chairs, look like they're freezing <clears throat> on the beach at night. And uh-huh. uh, and this is church. And, and it's like, this is amazing. And and many, many of those people actually met Jesus there. Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've been to his baptisms and he baptized all these people. And it's it's awesome. It's, and, it, it's and they've started completely... a bunch of, of new churches coming out of it. Some of them right down the beach in Oceanside from him, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like a couple in Oceanside and one in Catalina and, you know, and, and probably another one at this point. It, he's, he's just a, he's an infectious, wonderful guy. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe and check his blog at ralphmoore.net.